You know, most problems in healthcare are fixed already. Primary care is already cured on the fringes. Reversing burnout, physician shortages, bad business models, forced buyouts, factory medicine, high deductible insurance that squeezes the docs and is totally inaccessible to most of the employees. The big squeeze is always on for docs. It's the acceleration of cost and the deceleration of reimbursements. I want you to meet those on this show that are making a difference with host Ron Barshop, CEO of Beacon Clinics. That's me. Almost every leader of top 10 medical associations averaged 555000 in payments from bigs over the last few years. Do you think that your leaders really truly work for your specialty? Do they represent you? Do they honor your profession or someone or something else? Because your association is owned by bigs. There's no exceptions. And let's honor the 20% of physician leaders that are not gaming the system and taking this kind of money. So let me just read you an excerpt from the British Medical Journal. Um, it found that 80% of 293 physician leaders from the top 10 most influential medical associations in the US, and I'm gonna list them, it's the American College of Cardiology, our guest today is a member of that, the American College of Physicians, the American Psychiatric Association, Infectious Diseases Society of America, and on and on, the list goes on. So they received financial payments of 130 million in total for leadership, quote unquote, activities from 2017 to 2019. Um, when I published this, I got a lot of feedback from academics that said, this is how they make their living. And then I just have my question, uh, if this is how you make your living, and if you're disclosing that, that's wonderful. Are you making your living, academic living, because of your position uh, is my big question. So today we have a, as a guest, Shiv Rao. He is a cardio surgeon at UPMC, and he was the EVP of their venture fund until a year ago. And he's now CEO of a bridge, which is an app that transcribes doctor visits for the consumer, finally. And I say finally, because there's so much focused on physicians or hospitals or uh, the payment system. There's very little really designed for the patient themselves, for the consumer. Uh, but this is a very interesting algorithm that translates your conversation from symptoms into search engine, from conditions into search engine, from meds into search engine. So you, it literally converts your conversation into something you can use later because you're probably a little bit shocked when you're having your doctor meeting, especially if it's a serious one. Well, Shiv, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ron. It's great to be here with you. This is really sort of a um, revolutionary innovation. It's not something that um, most people play in that playing field because it's it doesn't seem to have a revenue stream naturally associated with. There's not a doctor that's going to pay for it. There's not a system that's going to pay for that. You're going to uh, get your revenue a different way, aren't you? Absolutely. You led a bit with like the American Cardi College of Cardiology, and, and I can give you a sense of where this, this all came from, if that makes sense. Sure. So in, in March of 2018, I left my cardiology practice to, to fully focus on building a bridge because while I love being a doctor and I still see patients from time to time, I recognize then that this technology has the potential to help so many more people than I could ever see in my weekly clinic. What we're really about at a bridge, we're about two things. We help people better understand and better follow through on their care plans. And what we know that that creates is it, it creates more peace of mind for people. And 
Over the last couple of years um, since we've been building this, we've gotten to the point where we're now helping over 50,000 people. And we've helped them over time better understand over 400,000 medical terms. And we've helped them better understand over 54,000 conversation takeaways. So those, those are the parts with like the next steps, like the, the take more aspirin or you know, the, the get this x-ray or the CT scan and, and see me in six months. So in terms of our model, our model is about aligning with the mission of the company. The mission really is our value. And we know that where the system has to go is, is it has to go towards a consumer-centered system where the incentives are truly aligned with long-term value, with health and wellness instead of episodic sick care. You showed me a demonstration of this and the sources that you tie to when I do my deeper dive is like Mayo Clinic. Who are some of your other partners that you're tied to for the uh, sources of the deeper dives? Yeah, absolutely. So when people record converse, medical conversations with a bridge, we help them better understand those conversations by not just helping them re-listen to the key medical moments. We also layer on health literacy on top of those medical moments. So any um, jargon, for example. So if I were to see you in my clinic and, and I use the word unstable angina, maybe, I might not think twice about it because I'm in a hurry and I have to go see my next patient. But what you'd be able to do is go back to the conversation and a bridge would, would define unstable angina for you at a level, at a human reading level. And in order to get access to that sort of human trusted human reading level information, we partnered with people, with uh, entities like the Mayo Clinic. We also pull information from the National Library of Medicine, from the FDA and so on and so forth. But what's, what's key in terms of the user experience is that information isn't at a PhD or MD level. We make sure to meet people where they are, where most of us are. The other thing interesting that I saw was that if you mentioned, for example, Lisopril, and that came up, not only can I do a deeper dive into Lisopril and learn more about how that's gonna help my angina, but you also have a GoodRx coupon that's attached to that. And um, you're gonna send me a reminder in two or three days, did you fill your script? Absolutely, and I, I think that, that storyline that you just totally aligned is consistent with the mission of the company. So you record the conversation and we'll pull up those medications, whether it's metoprolol or atorvastatin, and we'll help you better understand what those actually do. But we'll help you understand what they do in the context of the conversation that you actually had with your clinician. So in a sense, we're trying to position ourselves as an extension of the clinician's best intention for the consumer to help them really be able to understand and grok and follow through on the care plan to be the healthiest version of themselves. Because, you know, we, we know for sure, we all know that the most important part of the health journey actually happens between, you know, your encounters with the health system, whether it's at an urgent care or in a hospital or in a, in a minute clinic or a primary care clinic, the most important part of the health journey is actually outside of those spaces. So if we can use technology to pull, you know, the, the next steps, the care plan from those conversations into your daily life, and if we can do it in a meaningful way, we're convinced that we can help people be healthier. The other thing I liked about it is that now when I go home to my wife and she says, what happened? And I mispronounced Lisa, how do you pronounce it? Lisaprilo? <laughs> yeah, Lisinopril. Yeah. Lisinopril. Exactly. If you mispronounce it like I did the first two, three times, um, <laughs> now you can go home and your wife can say, well, what is it that uh, he recommended? And I can actually point to the 
conversation or I can actually send it to her or I can send it to her and my mother or send it to her and my mother and my girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend, honey. Um, but <laughs> that is really a nice feature is it can automatically send these uh, digital conversations that have been recorded to the people that I love. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think one of the, the main pain points um, that we're also addressing is that people want their, their team to, to, to be on the same page. That team could be family members. It could be care providers, care managers. It could be clinicians, but keeping everybody on the same page can be so difficult. You know, um, you might get your care at an urgent care. You might use an app for a specific medication. You might go to the academic medical center for a procedure. And now all of a sudden you have any number of different portals to actually visit to connect the dots across your care and understand what actually happened. If you're using a bridge, then you have your entire story in one place. And when you want to keep that family member um, on the same page, when you want to share with them, it's, it's as easy as, as any other experience in a, in a consumer app. And um, I, that pain point that you mentioned um, around keeping people on the same page is more pronounced now, I think, than ever before. We've heard from people who uh, can't attend their, their, their partner's chemotherapy sessions because they're not allowed inside the building. And so they're stuck in the parking lot, rooting them on. And um, being able to use a bridge as, as, you know, as the person in the center of the, of the journey and um, seamlessly keep that family member on the same page now is, uh, is so important. And another feature that I really liked was you can now record virtual calls and virtual meetings with uh, a new feature that you have with a bridge. So if I have a virtual primary care visit or a virtual specialty visit, or if I have a Zoom call, you can now record that same conversation as part of your features of your uh, of your app too. Is that here yet or is that coming? So the uh, it is here. And what it means for the consumer is that if you're seeing a doctor and your, your, your partner uh, your care team member can't be there in person with you. You can use a service called 1877 Abridge as long as you're a, a registered user of Abridge. You can use that number to dial in that family member, that, that care team member into the clinic visit. So they can be there, they can partake in the conversation and they can hear it live. But when you hang up that call, everyone has a copy of that summary that they can access and that you control since you're the main character. So that's kind of sexy because if I'm a doctor, I can now have this app used for all of my visits and now they can send that to the patient. Is there any, obviously there's no HIPAA issues by sending that to the patient. There might be HIPAA issues by sending it to the people they love. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So the HIPAA piece is really invoked when you're building something that's centered more on the system, centered on the provider, or if you're building something for a payer. But given our stance of really focusing on the consumer, if anything, HIPAA is on our side. HIPAA is something that's really about helping consumers get access to their medical data. And that's obviously part and parcel with the mission of the company. So I, you also get, got at telemedicine, and it's, it's the same story where our technology can create summaries from those conversations as well. And, um, and, and those summaries now can help the consumer help you know better understand and follow through but we're also convinced now um, that those summaries can also help clinicians it can help them stay on the same page it can help them save time and um, it can help them i think the very act of recording and creating these summaries actually bolsters trust 
We have thousands of listeners to the show who are physicians, uh, some who are executives, some who are uh, probably employers, but everybody listening to this show is a patient. Everybody listening to the show is a consumer. And when you and I visited, the thing that struck me was you did not address them as patients. You talked to them as consumers. What is your attitude about consumers versus patients? I think there's like, there's, there's a lot of power in that word. And so much of the mission of this company is about um, shifting agency to people and, you know, away from, from a system that over time is um, sort of obfuscated and, and, and sort of worked against things like transparency. Now things are changing now and there's a lot of tailwinds in the air, whether it's the information blocking rule or it's the APIs that are gonna be exposed for consumers to invoke to aggregate their data from medical records or from payers in 2021. But those tailwinds are really all about giving the the actual end user, the individual um, in healthcare, giving them more agency and more control. Well, you're not uh, changing the current system, you're changing the way of thinking about the current system is what you're doing with this technology. Um, you told me there was something like 15% of people are already recording their doctor visits today. That was a, an astounding number. Yeah, it's really interesting. There was an article in the New York Times a couple years ago that reflected on research out of Dartmouth that suggested that up to 15% of people out there have ever recorded a conversation with their clinician. From my own personal experience as a doctor, I can remember those instances where you could tell something, maybe someone wanted to record or, or already was recording the conversation. And what we're trying to do is make that behavior safe and a value add for everyone involved. Because if you record the conversation using a bridge, you're getting so much more than just the audio that you would get from using your iPhone recorder. All that marginal value is in how we can pull out the medical moments. We can help you better understand the medical terminology and how we can help you better follow through on like the next steps so that you can be healthy, so that you can, um, you know, optimize your own life and stay on top of your health. So what we're trying to do is create an incentive for those conversations to be in the open, for everyone to be on the same page about them, because everyone can benefit from them. So everybody listening to this interview can uh, download a bridge, how, I guess, the typical app store uh, solutions? Yeah, exactly. You just go to the app store, look up a bridge, download it, and um, give it a first trial recording. Press record and say a couple medical terms or, or um, medications or diagnoses or procedures, and then see how well it does for you. Yeah, and it's free. Um, and then if you're a system or you're a doctor and you want to do the same thing, it's no different. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're a system and, and you're a doctor or part of a practice, we'd love to also speak with you about what we're creating on that clinician side. I think what's a little bit different about us versus other companies that might be building solutions for clinicians is that we also see them as consumers. And that means we're optimizing for a user experience. We think that just hasn't existed in healthcare. Our thesis, I think, that underpins a lot of the technology that we've built over the last few years is that healthcare is actually about stories. And upstream of all the diagnostics, whether it's a chest X-ray or a CT scan, whether it's a, a baby aspirin or an immunotherapy, upstream of all that care 
is a conversation. And in that conversation, we as consumers, as people, we're telling the story of our symptoms, the story of our families. Clinicians are writing histories and physicals. Where we're different is that we're flipping the script to make sure that it's about the, the consumer, the person um, at the end of the day, that it's really centered on them. But we also recognize that it takes two to create that healthcare narrative. So much of the value that we're creating is on top of the clinician's words. We're trying to be that extension of their best intention to help their patient. And so it would make sense for us to also want to surface these summaries to them to help them improve the quality of their conversations and, and help them save time. And so for all the clinicians or, or providers or practices out there, we'd love to show them what we've got for them as well and um, how they can help their patients and also themselves and their practices. So this is an intuitive idea that everybody listening to says, I wish I would have thought of that one, you know, should have, should have thought of that one. And um, what do you say to physicians like you? I mean, you've been involved with the venture side of the things for UPMC. What do you say to physicians who think they have a great idea, but don't know how to first step uh, to pursue it? What would you say to somebody like that? Uh, I would say that there are so many ways to pursue um, ideas, and now more than ever is the time to pursue ideas that, that really are centered on helping patients, because we have every tailwind now to, to get at that. That's absolutely where the puck is going, and um, the only way, I think, as a system that we're going to get to deflationary economics is to actually, you know, have clinicians, I think, be a part of teams, multidisciplinary teams that um, are, are connecting all the dots across um, all the different aspects of a solution that you need from the technology to the design um, to, to, the, to the public health aspects and um, be a part of these teams that can, that can create these experiences. So yeah, I would, I would encourage them um, that now's the time more than ever. So Shiv, how do people find you if they're looking to reach out to you? They can email me direct. My email is shiv, S-H-I-V, at abridge.com. Easy to spell. Okay. And then if you could fly a banner over America with one single message, what would that banner say? That's a great question. Um, I would say that, um, you know, I would say persons, people-centered healthcare is, is where, and people-centered design is, is where it's at. Um, and that's where we need to go. Boy, is that a understated? Thank you for saying that. That's that's um, people are not talking enough about people centricity, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Shiv, and uh, we'll get you on the show and you do a checkup. So you're at sixty thousand members now, or sixty thousand have downloaded your app. And what do you think this is going to look like a year from now? I think as we spread the word uh, about the value, not just for the consumer, but also for the clinician, we hope that this grows and becomes a mainstream behavior across the country. The technology that we've built can ride shotgun for, for everyone out there, for all their medical conversations, whether they're happening in person or if they're happening at home via telemedicine. And our ultimate ambition is to really have people's back across their entire health journey to help them be healthy. So um, we hope that number is, is, uh, is some multiple higher than this uh, next year. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks for your time. And we'll look forward to following up with you. Awesome. Thanks, Ron. Thank you for listening. You want to shake things up? There's two things you can do for us. One, go to primarycarecures.com for show notes and links to our guests. And number two, help us spotlight what's working in primary care by 
listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribing and leave us a review. It helps our megaphone more than you know. Until next episode.